I'm Kenzie. And I'm Emily. And this is The Clock Crypt. Crack open a cold one with us. While we discuss everything true crime, mysteries, conspiracies, and much more. about Sean Great. Who's Sean Great? <laughs> the House of Horrors. I thought the House of Horrors was Ed Gein. Nope. This is Ohio's House of Horrors. There's multiple. Well, this one's... I'm not gonna give her anything away yet. She's told me nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. Okay, so the dude we're talking about, Sean Great, um... I don't like that his last name's great because he's not great. That was one of the things that pissed me off when I was researching him. When you said great, I thought of like a great for cheese. Nope. It's spelled G-R-A-T-E. So like great for cheese. Yeah, but like <laughs> I, it sounds like great, like, woohoo, you're so great. No. You know, this guy sounds like an asshole. Um, I couldn't find much about his childhood and stuff like that because everyone kind of like, left him they wanted nothing to do with him and erased all traces of him in their lives is that a good thing uh probably uh all i know is his parents were terry and Teresa. he had a brother named ronald um his parents got divorced in 1982 and Teresa had custody until a few weeks before sean turned 18 um and then he went to go live with his dad which is a little weird because he was literally a few weeks away from being 18 she could have just like kicked him out then so like I think that's when things kind of started happening with him. Like, his temper and stuff got out of control. So he's just like, fuck you, bye. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I could find is they said that in his childhood, there might have been a little bit of abuse, but for the most part, he was a normal child that played sports. He was good looking, had plenty of girlfriends in high school. So he, he was basically one of those... St- a lot of people are like... Nurture versus nature with serial killers. Mm-hmm. Like, either they were nurtured wrong, and so they're, like, fucked up from their childhood, or it's, they're just naturally fucked up. So this guy's naturally fucked up. Yep. It sounds like he didn't have, like, everything as a child, but he didn't have, like, the worst childhood. You know what I mean? Like, there's been plenty of people that had it worse than him and have turned out fine. So I've read quite a few, like, childhood survival stories of, mm-hmm. like... I don't know if you've read If You Tell, but that was a good one. No. I mean, horrifying, but it was a good one. Um, yeah, his family pretty much stayed out of the whole thing. Um, wanted nothing to do with him after they found out everything. And um, the only thing I could find from his mom is when she was interviewed by some British tabloid and uh, she said, one of the quotes from there was, yes, he is good looking, but so is the devil. Um, he ain't no red horns and all that. You find out he's charming, and of course that charm will charm the pants off anybody. Not to be nasty, but, but you know, that's just how it works. I wish a guy would charm my pants off. Not this guy. Not that guy. No. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone that's met him has pretty much described him as lazy and unwilling. He. How does he charm people then? Well, he's charming to women when he wants to be oh but other than that so uh, i'll say it now but he 
later on in his life, he pretty much squatted in houses and was a drifter. Like, he didn't even want to have a job. He just... Mooches. Yep. Okay. Um, He's a mooch. So, the only thing I could find on his childhood was that. But then his adult life, you get a little bit more. And that was, um, he married Amber Brown in 2011. They Poor had woman. two kids. Uh, they met in church. And she said she was instantly charmed. So, again, with the freaking charm. Charmed her pants right the fuck off. Uh-huh. They only, or they got married only four months after they had met. That's a little sudden. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Oh, are you sure about this? <laughs> yep. Amber said after a short period of time, he turned dark and started acting erratically. He would isolate her from friends and family and disappear from the house at, like, just weird hours for days on end. Or he would lay on the couch for days on end, like, struggling with depression, but, like, I don't know. She just knew something was off almost right away. Um, I don't blame her. I would think something is off, too. Yep. Uh, they were pray... Not praying. No, no. They were play wrestling one day, and he snapped. Started choking her, and she said, instantly it was scary. I've never felt fear like that before. Ooh. So he must have, like... Like, they were just play wrestling, like, any couple would, like, maybe tickling and just, like, having fun, and he lost it and just grabbed her by the neck. How do you get angry at that? So, was she kicking his ass? Maybe. I don't know. Probably. He just can't get beat by a woman. (laughs) Um, Eventually, she was actually on the Dr. Phil's show, where she said... He put his hand around my neck and something and his eyes changed. Uh, she told Dr. Phil, he said, if you don't help me, he was going to put my family's name in a hat and it would be the grand finale. Oh. I could not believe it. That's intense. Yeah. And at first I was like, what the heck is a grand finale? But then a little more digging and I figured out what that was. Um, after the first choking, they got divorced in 2012. So they were only married for a year. I'll get back to the choking in a second. Um, she got a restraining order on Great, so he couldn't come within 500 feet of her or their daughter. Oh, they had a kid? Yep, they had two. Oh. I could not find hardly anything about the kids, but, like, I don't blame Amber Probably for Probably for good reason. Yeah. That way they're not involved in any of this shit. In January of 2013, he messaged Amber saying he was preparing for the grand finale. And then in March, he texted her again saying, if I can't see my daughter, then no one can. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's not okay. What? <laughs> that, those poor yeah. kids. He also had another kid later on with, oh, I forgot her name already. Lisa Bell. There's not a whole lot on her. She's one of the people that really stayed out of the whole thing. Like, a lot of people just wanted nothing to do with this case. I don't blame them. Like, you go through something traumatizing like that. I mean, you're not going to want media literally up your ass asking questions all the fucking time. And, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, And then after he got a divorce from his wife, that's when he started drifting and squatting in houses in Ashland, Ohio. Um, One of the houses is known as the House of Horrors. Did somebody else, like, own the house? I don't know if someone else. I think someone must have owned it, but, like. Oh, they just, like, didn't give a shit what was happening? Yeah. Like, the house down the road that we went to. 
Like, no one's there taking care of it, but it's, it's not... It's just there. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Okay. Those are the kind of houses he would stay in. And then... Like, broken down. Yep. In ruins. Pretty much you don't even want to bother fixing it up. Yep. There... So, I couldn't find anything from his juvenile record. Obviously, it was expunged when he was 18. Um, but there has to be stuff there. Like, judging by the big jump... <laughs> Um, there's something in his juvenile record. The big joke. <laughs> yep. Um, his first adult record came just 14 weeks after he had turned 18. His girlfriend had been trying to get out of a relationship for six months with him. Um, she reported, she reported domestic assault twice. Um, and they didn't do anything about it? by the second time, she had already had a child with him. So this is that Lisa girl. Um, he became a felon in 1969 when he was charged with burglary. Uh, he was with a juvenile when this happened, so someone under the age of 18. So I couldn't really find too much because it involved a minor. Uh, but he was sentenced to four years, but he was released a few months later. Just good behavior or something like that. I don't know. People never serve their full terms. Stupid. Yep. Um, and then in 1999, he got much more violent with women. Um, he was 22, and he had a 17-year-old girlfriend who was two months pregnant. She reported domestic assault to the police, and he only got two more months for it. Um, the teen's parents issued a restraining order, asked, uh, but the teen asked the judge to drop it a few months later. They got back together and had... Um, they got, to, they got back together, and within a month of her giving birth, Great approached his ex and her sister with a butcher's knife. Like, just out of the blue, walked up to them with a knife. Like, for no context, no reason. Yep. That's not even the creepiest part of the story, um, or this part of the story, but um, during the struggle with the knife... Great got a few cuts, and his ex got a pretty severe cut on her finger, and uh, he went back to prison for that, um, and he was denied early release this time, so he had to serve his whole sentence from 2000 to 2003. Why do they keep letting people like that go? That's I where they're fucking up! <sighs> yep. Um, by October, he was in trouble again with the same girl. So they had gotten back together or were seeing each other uh, for choking her and forcing her to give him oral sex. Hmm. He only got four months for that. Uh, yep. What? <laughs> and she she's how old? 17? Uh, 17 back then. And he's, what, 22? 18, 19, I mean, that's five years. Okay, that's... 17. Yeah, so she's not a minor anymore. Well, she wasn't when this happened. But he still got, like... Just four months. Hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hmm. Um, he later moved in with another girl. Um, I couldn't really find much about her again. One of the people who just wanted nothing to do with him. And she said that he was okay, but became very upset once he realized that he would be living with her kids. 
and like just did not like that and what's wrong with her kids yeah wanted he didn't want her kids there i was like you're living with her you're mooching off her you have no choice and the kids are the problem no honey i think that's you yeah in 2010 she told officers she had been assaulted repeatedly by great including multiple blows to the face and being grabbed by the throat which the throat and choking is going to become a trend very quickly. So that's his go-to. That's what he likes to do. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Um, part of her hand was fractured in one of the fights that they had had. Um, she said she had raised it to defend herself. She was able to get great to let her go to the emergency room, and she instantly told staff that she had fallen. Like, that was her excuse when she got there. But then right when great left the hospital room, she told the nurse what happened, and he filed a police report. Or she filed a police report. So, yeah. I have no words. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how would you keep going back to this person if they keep, like, treating you like this? Like, I know how, what it's like to be in something toxic like that. Well, not like that, but something toxic. But he laid his hands on you, and that's where, like... You gotta have respect for yourself and just, like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. That's, That's where you say, not you're done. not the creepiest part of this part of the story, either. Um, he was apprehended four days later when she had called police and said that she believed Great was hiding in her couch. Officers found him there. He was in the couch? Hiding in her couch in her home. How do you even hide in a couch? Do you just, like, crawl into the cushions and, like... I don't know. But imagine just sitting down and you're like, someone's in my couch. And then you have to figure out how to, like, get away in, like, a non-suspicious way to call police. What the fuck? Like, someone's in her home. That would freak me out. In the couch! (laughs) This is why I have a plate in my couch for self-defense in case anybody ever decides to break into my house. First day I moved into my de- my department, <laughs> my apartment, I was sitting on the couch and, or it was the day after you spent the night. So it was my first night alone. So I was sitting there on the couch and I'm like, what if somebody broke in right now? I would have nothing to defend myself. So Frying like, pan. That's why I grabbed a plate. It's ceramic. So I stuck a tiny, like... It's, like, maybe a couple inches long. It's, like, this big. And I stuck just it Just grab in. a... Just like a whole-ass frying pan in there. I don't think I had my frying pans there yet. Oh, maybe not. It was, like, the first couple days I was there, so I didn't have a whole lot with me. So I was just like, I'm gonna grab this plate and bash him over the head. And I'm thinking about all the ways I'm gonna use the plate. Stick a knife in my bathroom. <laughs> Gotta nice. be prepared for those situations. <laughs> all right, so Anyways. I guess... I kept the first part of the story short on purpose because there is a lot to do with each of these women coming up. Okay. And I felt bad not saying it all because there's a lot of stuff that goes into these. Um, His first known victim that he had actually killed, um, she was killed in 2006, but she wasn't identified until June 2019. Oh, that's not even that far, like... That's really recent. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn. So, most of the information I got, I got from the video of his interrogation, and he did not um, say these in order. I put them in order of when they happened to the most recent, but this was first victim, but also most recently identified victim. 
So I just stuck it first because 2006 was the first proven killing that he did. Um, she was 26 years old, and she was Dana Lawry. Donna Lawry? Donna Lawry. Yeah, okay. Getting names wrong already. <laughs> um, she was selling magazines door to door, like just knocking on people's door, being like, hey, do you want to buy a magazine subscription, that type of a thing? Hell yeah. Get that money, girl. Yep. And she knocked on Great's mother's door and got the money. His mom bought some magazines, but she never delivered the magazines like she said she would have. Oh? Yep, and for some reason, this pissed Great off, and he... He's like, you fucked with my mama, so now I'm gonna fuck with you. Yep, pretty much, which is weird, because I don't think him and his mom had the best relationship, judging by some of the things she has said about him. Unless maybe that's just how she feels today, I don't know. Um, But he got her into his car with his charm, took her back to his place, and... That's where he choked her until she was unconscious. Then he dragged her to the basement, stabbing her in the neck. Uh, He wrapped her in sheets and then dumped her on Victory Road, which wasn't too far from the house that he was, like, squatting in. Um, He went back to his place to burn the sheets and knife and then went back to Victory Road to burn her body. Was there anybody even around to, like, smell that? Because burning bodies are going to stink. I I don't know. How do they not investigate this kind of shit? Do you know how many, like, people we would catch if we actually looked into, like, the smell of burning bodies? Because it's pretty distinct from, like, pig shit or something like that, you know? Oh. Not that I know from experience, but, I mean, <laughs> I just know. This one... Uh, I don't like this one. This was a hard one for me to listen to. Uh, this was well, Rebecca. It's hard for you to listen to. Yeah. Uh, her name was Rebecca. She was 31 years old. She had her first child at 16, so she was already off to kind of a rougher start in life. And she later had a boyfriend who introduced her to hard drugs, and she became addicted to coke. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Coke is not good for you. No, she went missing in late January or early February of 2015. Her body wasn't found until March 16th, 2015. Um, unlike the other girls, though, Rebecca's family actually looked for her pretty extensively. Uh, her family and the police searched over 60 abandoned homes in the area, but somehow missed grades. I don't know how. <laughs> That's where you fucked up! Yep. Fucking people. Um, the cause of death was be- believed to be a drug overdose until Gate confessed to strangling her after he had stolen money. Did they not see the strangle marks on her neck? Things get really weird with this one. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, her dad has some words about him too, which is, I don't know, the whole thing is kind of weird. Um, in his interrogation, he said, quote, it was pretty much self-defense, that one. You know, she robbed me and I snapped. Um, the amount that he had stolen from her was $4 while he was asleep. $4. $4. He's tripping over four fucking dollars. Yep. $4. <laughs> and this is in like, what, 2006? So it's not like it was even that much. This was much. 2015. 2015, even worse. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not that much money. What? Yeah. 
Um, he woke up, and when he realized the money was gone, she was asleep by then, and the first thing he did was take her phone battery out, back when batteries popped out of phones. Yeah, I remember those yeah. days. <laughs> and those he, were nice days. He just stood there waiting for her to wake up, which is super creepy. Yeah, that's really creepy. No, uh, thank you. I'll pass. He said when she woke up, she panicked, and tried. he tried to calm her down. He wanted to leave, but Sean said... Quote, the state of mind I was in, I couldn't just let her leave. Um, yes you can. <laughs> it gets a lot worse. Um, again, when he was being interrogated, he said, I pierced her, you know, pew pew. I gave her the knee. I, then pew I, pew. <laughs> yep. I gave her the knee, then panicked. I didn't know what to do, so I finished her off. But then later on in the interview, like an hour later, when he's in the middle of talking about a different girl that we're about to get into, he said that, um, he said uh, he shot her in the knee and then she was the one who panicked. So he choked her to make her pass out thinking, oh, this will calm her down. She woke up. He was mad still. So he just continued choking her to death. What (laughs) the fuck? Um... Sean also said that she seemed like a good person. We met a few times as friends. Like, you don't kill your friends. No. I have plenty of friends that, I don't know, maybe sometimes I get mad at them, but I'm not like, yeah, I want to strangle you to death. Yep. Um, Rebecca's parents, mostly her father, I haven't heard much from her mother, um, they don't think that she was murdered by Sean. They think that... She sold drugs from a drug dealer, and in retaliation, the drug dealer injected her with drugs. Um, yeah. I mean, it's possible, but... The two had met on the street, and Sean was encouraging her to, like, get off drugs, but he was also suspected to be on drugs. So, you know, that kind of relationship's probably not gonna work. No. Um... The coroner ruled her death as an overdose and said there was no signs of traumatic injury. Um, her father, uh, Rebecca's father, said Great and Rebecca knew each other from living on the streets of Mainsfield. Um, he kind of hopped around, so some of the locations are different, but they're all within the same area of Iowa. Uh, he said... I Becky, thought they were in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. Not Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Too many states. I don't know. Uh, Becky was a drug addict, and she wasn't afraid to tell you. Becky was a prostitute, too. So was Sean. They worked in the same corner. Sean was always polite. Exact corner. Yep, Sean was always polite. The killer isn't the same Sean I know. Um, he would... Becky would call him and be like, Hey, I need food. And her dad would ask, like, oh, is Sean with you? And he would bring extra food for Sean. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so it seemed like they somewhat knew each other. Um, All this stuff that he said, though, was from 2018, but there has been some new stuff that's come out, so I don't know if he feels the same way today. Probably not. I wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't want to bring food to this guy. No. No, thank you. He can starve. That's fine. Okay, let's get into girl number three. Girl number This one's three. kind of... This one made me a little bit more mad, too. Like, I just kept getting, like, more angry the more I read about this guy. 
Um, on August 16th, 2016, Elizabeth Griffin, uh, she was 29 years old. She was last seen alive at Walmart. Shit always goes down at Walmart. <laughs> um, Great had met her outside of um, his friend's apartment, which also happened to be her apartment building. And by the sounds mm. of it, it sounds like it was kind of an assisted living apartment situation where people make sure that you're safe and like... So you can be independent, but you're not going to make bad decisions because she did have some pretty big mental health Kinda issues. Like, um, I want to say Section 8 housing, but I don't know if that's the same thing. I don't know. I don't that's know just a whole what it lot sounded about that like. Um, okay. He described her as, quote, a big girl when being interviewed. That's like one of the first thing he said about her was, oh, she was a big girl. She I was like, big. okay, that's... She ain't fat, bruh. She's yeah. just a little thick. Um, her friends say she was outgoing, friendly, spends most of her time at church, and she was happy and always singing. Aww. Uh, she had some pretty bad mental health issues, though. Um, her therapist had diagnosed her as a paranoid schizophrenic with mania. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. Mm-mm. That does not sound like a fun combination That's why at all. It sounds like the apartment she was living in, because our therapist and counselors were also in that apartment building... I think that it was some sort of, like, uh, so she could be independent. Kind of like a group home. Yeah. She had her own space, though. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Sean said that uh, she was a screw-up. What? Yep. She can't help it. And he thought that she was annoying because he constantly, or she constantly talked. What? Yep. (laughs) I don't know. He said some messed up stuff about her. Um, it's people like that that make me never want to open my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. You're not even paying attention to what I'm saying. Yep. Um, I need a drink of White Claw. Yeah. I almost need another one. This one's almost cold. This guy's too much for me. Um, Sean said he was playing a game of Yahtzee with her in her apartment. So somehow they must have talked and got back to her apartment building. And um, then they headed to his place to eat some chicken barbecue, which, again, his place was just an abandoned home. It wasn't something fancy. Not really his place, but it was a place. Um, And then she went home later that day. Ooh, that was a nice one. That was really satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She went home, but then called him again at 10 p.m. to play more games at his place. Okay. Uh, when she got there, she wanted to look around his house, so she was like, oh, take me upstairs, let's look around, and then she started um, making moves on him and trying to hook up, is what Sean had said. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's just what Sean said. He also said that they had never had sex, so. Hmm, so... From what I'm understanding, he is probably forcing himself on her because he's making up all of these other excuses. Like, she was coming on to me. Mm-hmm. That's all, like that's always how that works. Yep. Um. Sean had known throughout the day because they were obviously talking when they're playing video games. Not video games, board games and stuff like that. So, um, he knew that she had some mental health issues, and she had talked to him about um saying that she had called the mental health health, mental health hotline almost every other night. This makes me really scared for what he did to her because it does not sound like... Yep. 
this chick does not deserve that kind of stuff. Like, she's already been through hell. Yep. Once they got upstairs, he started choking her and asked, are you sure this is what you want? Um, yes, I want to be choked to death. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Yep. And um, he said in the interrogation, uh, let's see how much they really want to die. While being choked, Elizabeth said, forgive him, Lord, for he doesn't know what he does. Uh, he stopped the choking after a little while and said, see, you do want to live. But obviously, uh, she freaked the fuck out. She, Elizabeth did not take this as a joke. No. He just kind of laughed it off and she was like, um, no. What the fuck? Like, this is not a joke. Yep. So he just choked her again and killed her. What the fuck? Yep. Her body was found in a pile of clothes in a closet. It had been duct taped shut because it was smelly, and he said, quote, it set her free. The closet. Apparently. The closet I, set I her don't free. Know. Um, what kind of drugs is this guy on? Just wait for this part. What? Um, yeah, things are escalating with each victim. Um, they found a long pole that had, it looked like a closet rod in the pictures, and it had a sock on the end of it, and then it was covered in a bunch of condoms. And he had used it to open her mouth. Um, At first, he said it was to tie her up a bit better, just in case she was still alive. And then later on, um, he said he was also, or he said, let's quote this. I was kind of curious. She got stiff all of a sudden. She was stiff so fast. I used it to break open her mouth to be able to have more access for the flies to eat her. The smell was so bad. I was just trying to lodge her open a bit. Sir, that's the rigor mortis kicking in because she's dead. Yep. I'm pretty sure he knew he that she was dead and just said, oh, the pole was just to make sure she was tied up better to make himself sound better when being interrogated. I'm sorry, but, but nothing's going to make you sound that much better after uh-uh. this. What? So the flies could eat her? That's disgusting. Yep. And when um, you can look up like the... Um, interrogation video and they'll show uh, pictures will come across the screen and they don't show the bodies but they do show uh, like the door knob on the closet when they go to open it so it's kind of like a small walk-in closet and right when they open it they show that like the side view of the door I guess that like skinny part yeah and it's just covered in maggots and like just nasty stuff yeah and there's literally a pile of clothes on her you can't see her body because it's in a pile of clothes what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> this poor girl. Yep. And he set her free. No! <laughs> she's not free. She's dead. Yep. What the fuck? This guy's delusional. Yep. Okay. Um, what else? What else does he do? I don't know. <laughs> he also <laughs> confessed to killing 29-year-old Candace Cunningham in June of 2015. Oh, Candace, no. Yeah, she was never reported missing because she had told her mom she was moving to North Carolina um, and wouldn't be available much. So her mom thought nothing of it when no, she stopped talking always to her. always keep contact with people, especially if you're moving to a different state. Yep. Um, she also told her mom that she had met the perfect guy and was very excited oh. about their future together and possibly oh, getting married. No. 
Uh, before Candace had met Sean, she had two kids, but they were taken away due to drug issues. Um, during yeah. the interrogation, um, in this part, he kind of broke down, uh, like crying and said, I know I loved Good. her. He deserves to cry. I think this is like, cause this is one of the last ones he actually admitted to. And I think that he realized that he hadn't shown really any emotion at all throughout the entire interrogation. Like, now I really got to step up my game and show yep. him that like, yeah, no. Um, oh, this guy makes me mad already. He said that he had killed her because she lied all the time and she was so lost in this world. She was only 4'9 and weighed under 100 pounds. She was small. And he's, if you look at pictures of him, like, he's a big muscular guy. Like, he's not just, like, your average dude. This poor girl. Um... He said it was around 3 a.m. He was asleep, and she hit him in the face with a bag of tobacco. Good. And Fucker deserves it. That's why he snapped. All she wanted was for him to roll her a cigarette, which, yeah, she shouldn't have slapped him in the face, but, like, she uh, didn't deserve she to die. <laughs> she should have slapped him in the face. But, yeah, no, she did not deserve to die because of that. Like, yep. They had gotten to a, like, full-blown physical fight after that, and he warned her if she doesn't stop that he will choke her, and once she woke up, he said that she went crazy. Um, yeah. Uh-huh, sure. She went crazy. Okay. Yeah, but, like, if you're being choked, and you pass out, and you wake up, and the guy who choked you is still standing in front of you, you're gonna freak out. Fight or flight response. Yeah. That's just part of what human nature yep. does. <laughs> um, he said he was trying to calm her down and mm-hmm. um, he also said that she wanted to commit suicide. Yeah, I'm sure she so did. So that's why he pretty much finished her off. Um, I don't get it because if someone that you claim to love says that they want to commit suicide, why You're not gonna... give them professional help instead yeah. of killing them? yourselves here you want to die sure i'll do it for you like what the fuck <laughs> you know you don't love her mm-hmm. that's just guys oh, okay pretty crazy um uh before the big physical fight happened where she died uh he said quote i'm going to lay your ass down in the woods uh he also said that she would start fights and she wanted to let you or er, she would start fights, and she wanted it to know what I mean. What was I supposed to do? Not kill her? Yep. That's, <laughs> That's literally what, what I have. To do? How about not kill her? It literally is on my notes. Literally what she has written in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's how you can tell that we're friends. <laughs> this guy. Okay. Okay, next one. Makes no fucking sense. Stacy Stanley. She was 43 years old and went missing September 8th, 2016. Uh, Great saw saw her at a BP gas station with a flat tire. Um, He wanted to help, but she had said, oh, my brother's friend's on the way. He'll be here any minute to help me out. Good. Uh, Turns out there was a mix-up on the Times, and her her brother's friend thought that she wasn't there and he was going to come back later or something like that, and Great was walking back to his house and saw that she was still there. And... Oh, I bet that guy feels so bad. Yeah. 
I couldn't like, find his name. It just says her brother's friend. Probably doesn't want his name yeah. out there, honestly. He probably feels like shit about it. Like, if I would have been there earlier, this chick wouldn't be dead. Yep. And then once she called her brother to figure out what was going on, um, she said that a very nice gentleman was helping her out. And that was great. He had, like, stopped to help her up help her out that's why i don't accept help from strangers like when i went into the ditch that one morning some dude like pulled up next Mm -hmm. to me and he was kind of like an older dude and he's like you sure you don't need me to call anyone for you like are you okay and i was like no i'm fine i'm literally on the phone with my insurance right now like i'll be fine just leave me alone (laughs) and he drove off and i was like that could have i don't trust people my first reaction is to call my mom and when i popped my first tire my mom came to help me try to change it but um the like lug nuts i think they're called were on there yeah they were on there super tight so my little like tire and iron thing just it wasn't doing it so me and my mom were both holding on to the hood of my car while jumping on this thing (laughs) and some guy stopped and helped us and he got it off within like five seconds and we were like oh (laughs) you you loosened it up for him (laughs) (laughs) that's what we said oh man um, she was last seen at a, at the gas station around 1030, buying him a cup of coffee to say thank you. Did not deserve that cup of coffee. Yeah. She had been battling heroin for over six months. Um. That's not something you want to fuck with. Yep. And That's it's so bad. kind of building up his victim type, which is people who aren't perfect and probably wouldn't be missed or looked for as much as anyone else. That's so sad. Yep. Um, Sean asked if she wanted to hang out sometime, and she was like, sure. Why not now? Let's go back to your place. Um, no. Yeah. She got to his house. Not really his house. Again, he was squatting in some random person's house. Um... He said everything was fine for a while, and then they ended up kissing. He said, things just got out of hand. I don't know what happened. Mm, I'm sure. Yep. They were going to have sex, and then he said she started acting all innocent, and that's when I called her out for her sugar daddies and asked her if I busted out $40, would you do something? What? Yeah, he expected sex because he changed her attire, pretty much, and he just assumed that she had sugar daddies. And that was who was originally coming to change her tire. She was like, oh, I'll step in and I'll do this and I'm going to get laid. What a bold fucking assumption. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude, but nobody owes you shit. If you offer to help with somebody, like help someone like that, they don't owe you really anything. I mean, it's common courtesy to be like, yeah, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. She did. Thank you. But that should be enough. You don't need sex. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. That, like, appalls me. Um, he raped her and then killed her just by choking her, and he videotaped the whole assault on his phone. I hope they use that in evidence. Did they find that? I'm guessing so. I didn't watch it, but that's what he said during the interrogation, so I'm sure that they looked for Good, it. because it's 2016 at this point they can definitely look for that kind of stuff so i hope they found that it's not just gone if you delete it yep social media never Uh, goes away after he had killed her he drugged dragged her body to the basement and covered it with trash 
What is with him and covering bodies and things? Uh, Does it make him feel better just because he can't see the whole body? Just or? trying to make him smell less. That's not how that works. <laughs> no, that's how Maybe his... just don't kill people and you won't have to worry about that. <laughs> that's how his brain worked, apparently. Um, what the fuck? And then at the end of um, this part of the interrogation, he called her a sweet lady. Yeah, I'm sure she was. <laughs> I was like, what? And you murdered her. She's gone now. Yep. What the fuck? Um, one of the police like asked why he confessed to it, because they didn't bring that one up yet. They had only found Elizabeth's body, who was upstairs in the closet, and they hadn't gone into the basement yet. And he said it was the only one that was eating him up inside. What about eating? <laughs> He's said that it was the only one that was eating him up inside, and that's oh. why he confessed. But, I mean... Logically, they were already upstairs in the house and had found Elizabeth, so they were going to go downstairs and find her, too. Probably just did it to kind of help himself there. Yep. It wasn't because he felt bad. Sherquad. Yep. Hope he falls into a cum dumpster of shit. Yep, that's why um, I think he confessed to her just because he knew he was in deep shit and, like, he wanted to try to be somewhat honest with them, hoping it would help them out in the long run. Yeah, well... Still fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, A woman who is only known as Jane Doe, she doesn't want to be involved in this at all, had called 911 on September her. 13th, 2016, saying Sean held her captive and abducted her. Um, he said that, um, he or she was leading him on but due to religious beliefs she wouldn't have sex with him but he said quote i knew she wanted it uh but she wouldn't tell me she did um that means she doesn't want it yep brother like so he just raped her and then i have the 911 call well i clipped it down a bunch because it's long but i clipped it down and i'll play that now do you have a weapon what does he look like? Is he a white male or a black male? Is he like six foot or is he shorter than that? Six one, six two. Do you know how much he weighs? Probably one seventy five. Are you injured? Little. What color is his hair? Brown. Do you know what color his eyes are? What's he wearing? Something right now. Okay, stay on the phone with me. Stay on the line with me, okay? Is he still sleeping? Where did he take you from? My, my apartment. I mean, I was walking with him. You were walking with him? Where were you walking to? His place. I've known him for like a month and a half. Is there any way you can get out of the building? I don't know without waking him and I'm scared. Is there a bathroom in the house? 
as it was closed and he made it so it would make noise. And if you told me I had to go to the bathroom, he would do something to you? Yeah, because he had me tied up. Are you tied up now? Well, I, yeah, but I kind of freed myself. <laughs> Is he in the same room with you? Yes. Is it his phone you have? Yes. Are they on the way? Are we have officers for sending? Please send them up. If you're worried, you don't have to talk to me. Just set the phone down, okay? I just need to hear if the officers find you or not. Are you upstairs or are you downstairs? We're downstairs. There's a door. There's a side door on the right of the left house. And that's where we enter. And immediately there's a kitchen right there. And then the bedroom is right, right off from the kitchen. Are you still there? I'm a stalker. What? I'm a Do you hear any officers outside? Okay, they're in the area. See, I think you come in the side door a little, like, um, okay. Is there a padlock on the bedroom door, or is it just a regular lock? No, I don't even, I don't even know if it's locked. I have a knob, so. Can you get up and see if you can get out? I'm afraid of waking up. I knew the cops were right there, I would do it. I don't even know if it's open. Is there a window around there you can look out? Yeah, but the floor squeaks in right by his head. Are you lying down? No, I'm standing right by the bedroom door. And you can't open it? What? Can you open it? I'm afraid without making noise. Is the door to the house open? I don't know, probably. I don't think he has a key, I'm not sure. I think he broke in here. Can you see out any window that you're at? They're all, um, they're all curtains shut. Okay, yeah. So at the end there, she finally hears the police coming to the house, and she makes it out. Good. Yep. That wasn't, like, that was intense. Yeah, definitely. She was there for a few days, by the sounds of it. There's not much on her at all, because she wanted nothing to do with this at all. I don't blame her. That must have been terrifying. You know, you're on the phone with 911 trying to, like save yourself but also try not to like wake him up at the same time so you have to be as quiet as possible especially opening that fucking door in the same room as this nasty house that's ripped apart with two dead bodies in it like she didn't know about the bodies but the smell like must have been so bad by then no kidding because they've been sitting there rotting yep ew oh my god um he videotaped her assault and rapes too uh, when the police got there, obviously they had found the other two bodies. 
Um, Good. Yep. He was sentenced to multiple life sentences uh, and sentenced to death in 2018. Um, He appealed, though, and a lot of things happened. Um, In 2016, he pleaded guilty for Elizabeth and Stacy, the two that were found in the house. And then in 2019, he got um, another one for uh, Donna. And then in 20, er, yeah, that was 2019. And then a year before that, 2018, he pleaded guilty for um, Rebecca and Stacy. It was kind of all over the place, but eventually he, like, appealed multiple times. And, like, it's kind of a mess. He's still trying to appeal and, like, get this wipe from his record, basically. But he is shouldn't so be. far he, he was supposed to be put to death in 2018, two years, um, on the two-year anniversary of when he got busted, but um, it got moved to 2025 because of all the other stuff that had come out and all the other confessions and appeals. It takes and, a long time for the courts and stuff to process that kind yep. of stuff. So now he has, was that 2022, three years? It's been four years since 2018, so. Yeah, he's got three more years. This fucker better die. Yep. I swear to God, if he gets to live and walk free, I'm going to lose my shit. I'll go kill him myself. <laughs> um, he got a ton of counts of, like, murders and burglaries and kidnappings. Oh, they're and not going to set him free. There's then. a list that is just so long. <laughs> he's got it all. Every charge, he's probably got it. Do you know what county he's in? He was a drifter. It was all over the place. But do you know what county he's, like, sitting in? Uh, most of it was in Ashland, I believe, was House of Horse. Uh, I don't know if that's where he's sitting, though, because the murders, two of the murders happened in different counties. Um, but at the end of the interrogation, he said, quote, I'm pretty dangerous, I have to admit, just like that. It's not good, all my life, I have been this way. So That's even not it, an excuse. Yeah, he even a visit. He's like straight up, like, yeah, I'm pretty dangerous. You should probably just arrest me now. Um, I mean, at least he admits it. But like, eventually, the fuck. house was torn down to help the community and families of the victims heal. Um, the mayor did it for free, no cost at all to anybody. Um, he's also working with the families and people that were affected by this to build some sort of memorial. That's nice. I couldn't find out if that actually happened or not. Or if he's still working on it, because, I mean, 2019 wasn't that long ago. No, that was only... Three years. It takes a while to build stuff, too. Damn, it's been three years since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, he's still trying to appeal and stuff like that, so I might be waiting until he's gone and, like, everything's for sure before they the memorial i don't know i couldn't figure much out about that um also if you google his name weird fact um it says his net worth is one to five million dollars i feel like that's not right no i was like why i feel like if he was a millionaire he wouldn't have to be squatting in houses yeah i don't know Interesting. just one of the first things I just typed in his name when I started researching this, and that's the first thing that popped up was his net worth, and I was like, no. 
way. At Maybe first, there's another Sean Great that's That's like what famous. I thought too, but it wasn't because it had his picture by like his thing. And then I was digging some more and someone else said it too. They were like, oh yeah, that's a little bit weird. Interesting. I wonder yeah. if he has anything to do with that. I don't know. It might just be all the publicity he has gotten. I suppose, like, his name being mentioned in the media and stuff, they might owe money for that. I don't know how that kind of stuff works, but it could be a thing. One thing that I noticed, though, when kind of going through everything, is he was always justifying or victim-blaming for every single one. His first victim, Daniel Lawry, was killed. Um, He said because she never brought the magazines to his mom. Second was Mm. Rebecca. His excuse was she stole the $4 from him. Third was Elizabeth. Uh, She wanted to die and she was a screw up. These are not excuses to kill people. Fourth was Candace. She wanted to die and hit him in the face with a bag of tobacco. Fifth was Stacy Stanley. Uh, He killed her because she wouldn't have sex with him. And yeah, that's a great reason to kill someone. Yep. And fifth was the only survivor. And his excuse for pretty much holding her hostage and planning to kill her was again, wouldn't have sex with him. So just because somebody doesn't want to have sex with you, it's like, oh, fuck you, you deserve to die. Like, no. No, that's not how that works. You respect people's boundaries. Yeah, this guy's crazy. And the amount of people that want nothing to do with him is crazy. Like, I've never had this much trouble finding more information on people before. That's... Like, his parents... I totally understand it. His brother, there's nothing nothing at all about his brother they really just want nothing to do with him Mm-hmm. even I his own mean, mom called him the devil yeah probably <laughs> that's fucked up yeah um i also just out of curiosity i did a little bit more research on choking because that was obviously his like go-to method of taking care of people yeah and um Experts say that it is, like, the ultimate control over a victim. It's pretty much the most personal way that you can kill someone, especially the way that Sean did it, because most of the time he was making direct eye contact with them. Yeah, you're up right in their face. I mean... (laughs) And during the three-hour, like, interrogation video, he demonstrates how he did each one. Um, And he's smiling for a good chunk of that time, and it's... That's disgusting. He's sick. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting there smiling, talking about how you murdered people? Yep. You sick fuck. Yep. Um, it's said to be the one of the most scariest and most painful ways to die. Yeah. You're getting the literal air sucked out of your lungs. Like, I hold my breath for more than 30 seconds and I feel like I'm going to, like, pass out. And they say I, it's uncomfortable. It feels I don't like do that. your head's going to explode. Yeah. Because of the pressure. And um, choking is also the most common cause of death in domestic violence, just because it is not that hard to kill someone when you put their hands on your on their neck. No, you just got to find the right pressure point and bam, they're done. Yep. That's why they that's say... scary. Yeah. That's why they say if you're ever in a relationship with someone and you're in an argument and they even put their hands near your neck to leave them right away. Don't even look back because that chances are it's going to escalate. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Wow. This one's got me kind of fucked up. <laughs> yep. Um, neighbors also uh, supposedly complained. I couldn't find any, like, direct quotes from them, so I don't really know how true this is. But um, they complained of a horrible smell, uh, but they blamed it on a nearby butcher shop. Uh, well, I mean, I could see blaming it on the butcher shop, yeah. but, like... You can obviously tell where the smell is coming from if you're walking in one direction and you notice that it smells more this way than it smells more the other way. And I'm sure they weren't right next to each other. Yeah, but it was never investigated either way. Um, if there was a butcher shop by this house, because I looked up the address and like looked around it, the butcher shop has gone out of business since then. I couldn't find one. Hmm. But, I mean, this is a few years ago, so maybe it's not there anymore. Is there, like... Even if there was, what's the closest, like, how far away is the closest building? Pretty close. It was, like, in the middle of a town. Pretty much, like, our town. But still, more people didn't care to, like... I mean, to be fair, they probably thought the house was just abandoned. And maybe it was, like, mildew it w- and stuff like that. It was like boarded up, and it looked abandoned. I guess. Mm-hmm. I suppose I wouldn't want anything to do with an abandoned house if I was smelling something gross from it. I'd be like, fuck that, there's probably a demon in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently demons smell like death. <sighs> wow. Oh. Yeah. At first, um, the first time I heard of this guy, I just watched the interrogation video. And I was like, okay, this guy's messed up. And then as I dug more into, like, each of the victims and, like, started to piece together who he preyed on, it just, ugh, what an ass. No kidding. <laughs> like, I literally hate this guy, like, I hate this guy. Oh, she wanted to die, so I killed her. Like, that's logical, right? No. That's not what she wanted. <laughs> she just wanted you to respect her and to, like, yeah. And even if you loved her and she's saying, I want to die, and she's trying to kill herself. Get her help! Take her to the emergency room. Yeah, it's gonna be Call a medical police. bill, but... It's gonna be a medical bill either way, but, like, it... At, at least, least she's being taken care of. Yep, at least she's alive. If you actually cared about her and loved her like you said you would've, then... You wouldn't want her dead. Yep. Like, that's the end of the story. You wouldn't want her dead. You wouldn't fucking kill her. Mm-hmm. This makes me so mad. The ex- kinds of excuses that these people come up with for killing people is absolutely ridiculous. Like, you really think they wanted to die by being strangled like that? I'm sorry, but I don't think anybody wishes to die like that. Or no. die in general. I will post the um, his reaction to being sentenced to death, basically, on the Facebook page. I'll post it on the Instagram. Yeah, both are the Claw Crypt. Make sure you check those out. Follow our social medias. They're pretty cool. Dankski. I don't know. There's not much on them yet, but they will be cool. (laughs) Oh, and we're also going to start pumping episodes to you, like, no tomorrow throughout, like, the next couple of weeks just to, like, kick this thing off. So make sure you stay tuned for some more episodes. Yeah. I'm really excited for the next case I have for you because there's a lot. And it might be a two-parter. Might be a three-parter. Yeah. But I'm hoping to stick to two parts. But it's been taking me down a whole asshole. I'm surprised I got this one done in one part. 
I really thought that I was going to, it would either be one really long part or two parts at minimum. Yeah, because we're actually making pretty decent timing right now. I crossed out some stuff, but it was just not reliable stuff, so I didn't have a problem crossing it out. It's up. really hard to find sources for some things, because I, when I was searching the one I'm researching now, which I'm not going to say because I want to keep it a surprise... Um, there was a lot of websites where I found they were like, he had no father and he was abandoned and this and this happened. And then every other source doesn't say that. So I'm like, I don't think this is true. You going to give a hint on the Facebook like I did with this case? Like a little teaser? I did. I think I'll do a little teaser. I posted a picture and I was like, any guesses on who, on what the next episode is? I'll give you a hint. He's, um, he lived in the house of whores. Or something like that. This one's pretty popular, so I feel like a lot of people know about it, or have at least heard of it. Nice. I really want to say it, but I can't because it'll spoil everything. But like I said, a lot of people have heard of it, but I don't think a lot of people have really dug into it and, like, found the details of the stuff. And each victim has, like, their own like what happened to them so we're gonna get into each victim and like then the investigation and stuff like that and the possible suspects this one's not confirmed so there is no definite killer to it but yeah a lot of people think there is though there were some that happened and everyone's like oh my god they found him and i was like "Mm, not exactly it's just another possible one it really sucks with the criminal justice system how like you could know 100% that this person did it, but if you don't have the exact evidence to link it to them, there's nothing they can really do because you can't prove it. Yep. But then you have other cases like the West Memphis Three where they... I was just going to say, I can't wait for three innocent boys in prison for 18 years. Just because they think they're satanic. Like, what does that have to do with killing people? We'll get into that one. That'll definitely be a future episode. Probably at least three, four-parter because... There's so much to that one. That one pisses me off. Mm Mm-hmm. Well. All right. I think we should uh, end it here. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, if you have any suggestions on future episodes or suggestions in general, I don't know, email Tale us. of your own, even. Like, yeah. we want to feature those in some episodes. Like, what you guys have experienced, whether it's spooky or crimey type of stuff. Like, send them in. I want to read them. Then you get a shout out. Follow our social medias. You get a shout out. Yep. Cool you can fuck. rate us, I think, on Facebook and Spotify. Spotify. You can rate us, too. I am not going to lie. I rated ourselves. It let me rate us, <laughs> and I rated us a five stars because I think we're pretty cool. We're the bomb.com. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are on Facebook and Instagram at The Claw Crypt, and our email is theclawcrypt at gmail.com. Make sure you follow those and send those in. Yes, please. All right, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you later.